Clemson Dubcast Friday, July 8th. Big day for Clemson in the recruiting realm. Peter Woods of Alabama. Well, let's just say Paul Strelo's italics this morning give us a pretty good indication that this recruiting run the Tigers are on is only continuing. And our man Paul has been all over it all summer long in giving subscribers at TigerIllustrate.com advance word, intel, and insight that they can't get anywhere else in the Clemson recruiting sphere. So never a better time than now to subscribe to TigerIllustrated.com. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse and neglect, car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, to our interview with one of the most remarkable stories in the Clemson world that you're going to find, Bryson Carter has been to 205 straight Clemson football games, and he's done so without being able to see In recent years, he has spoken to the Clemson football team at Dabo Sweeney's request. He's also spoken to the Clemson marching band. And now he's sitting down with us for the second time in the last three years. Here we go. Enjoy. All right, joined by my friend Bryson Carter. It is great to see you in person, Bryson, and and be with you. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's uh, good to connect with you again and uh, looking forward to Talking sports, specifically college football, Clemson football, and, you know, that's what I love. So looking forward to it. This is crazy. Uh, we'll get into into sharing more on your – refreshing sort of more on your story in a minute. But I guess a week and a half ago um, I, I was at the uh, Brooks Center uh, Tuesday night concert series watching the uh, Clemson faculty jazz band. And you, you and your girlfriend, right? Uh, yes, that's yeah, correct. yeah. Um, we're, we're sitting like two feet, Tara. We're sitting at like two feet away from me. I didn't know it. And then after y'all had left, I'm talking to Mark Speed, uh, the director, marching band director, who you obviously know. And he said, uh, "Hey, do you know Bryson Carter?" And I said, 
yeah, absolutely I do. And he said, oh, well, he was, did you get to talk to him? And I said, what do you mean? He said, he was sitting right, right behind you, right there. And I said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I, I was so uh, zoned out by the music, I guess, that I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings, unfortunately. So uh, uh, I apologize that I didn't get a chance to visit with you then. No, no apology necessary. And uh, uh, Dr. Speed is uh, wonderful. He's befriended me, and uh, he'd asked me to come speak to the band, uh, and then the pandemic hit, and uh, he had asked if I would do it over Zoom, and I wanted to do it in person. So uh, last fall, went and uh, spoke to the band, and just really so I could thank them because they make it uh, so much easier for me to follow along uh, the football games, especially at the home games, uh, not being able to, to see very well very much these days. Uh, so I just really wanted to thank them. And uh, one of the biggest parts of college football and something that separates it from the NFL so much is a band, cheerleaders, mascots, and uh, some of that pageantry that you – do not get in the NFL. And uh, so just uh, awesome opportunity to go listen to band practice, uh, I believe after the we lost in double overtime at NC State in Raleigh last year. So uh, I know Dr. Speed loves playing the drums, as do you. Yeah. And uh, I know you have a gig upcoming for the folks that are uh, in the area. And uh, Tara and I are looking forward to hearing you play the drums uh, coming up uh, July 13th, I believe, for yeah. uh, your cover band, if you would. Uh, yeah, the Grateful Brothers. Grateful Brothers, uh, Almond Brothers, and, and Grateful Dead covers, correct? Yes, it's Wednesday, July 13th. and uh, 6 p.m., correct? 6 p.m., yeah. And, and I've already put in my request for Little Martha. Okay, so are you coming? Uh, yes. You're, you're definitely coming. Yeah, I mean, unless something unforeseen were to happen, yes. Okay, all right. And so you, you're an Almond Brothers fan, right? Yes. More, okay. I mean, not really grateful did so much. Uh, my middle brother, he loves the jam bands, and uh, especially like Widespread Panic. And he was actually out in Red Rocks recently for a concert, and I know you said that uh, you would watch that online, I believe. I watched one of the three shows, the Saturday show uh, from home, uh, went to Red Rocks to see them in 2015 uh, with several other friends uh, for my 40th birthday, and it was uh, it, it's a it's a mecca of a of a music uh, venue for sure. And I believe on the podcast you told a story about how you either you or one of the people that were with you had left your tickets in the hotel, I believe. <laughs> oh man, uh, um, I don't think my friend, my good friend Norm Wood, is is going to be listening to this. I'm glad he's not, but. Uh, he left his tickets at back at our, our rental house two of the three nights oh my goodness that we that we that we went and uh, one night he had to buy another ticket I believe and then the other the, the third night and the second time he left his ticket he had to drive back to the house and he missed like half of the first set so oh we goodness. still haven't stopped giving him grief as you heard on the podcast I yes, guess that yes. I did with him I, I had to I had to unload again uh, on him just to just to just to give him some good uh, some good grief. So I'm not into the, the Grateful Dead as much as my brother is, but uh, some of their songs I do like and I uh, love the Allman Brothers. So looking forward to hearing you play along with the rest of your group. Yeah, and I luckily in that band there's there's a second drummer, so I, if I mess up, it doesn't uh, it doesn't doesn't uh, you don't hear it as much. <laughs> there's good backup, there so to go. speak. Um, so with with how did you um how does your 
how far does your relationship with with uh, Mark Speed go back? Uh, I, I apologize if I don't remember the origin of it, but uh, as as you know, and uh, for the home games, I'm on the hill uh, against the railing and right next to the section where the band is, mm-hmm. and uh, so at some point over the past few years, he just came in and spoke to me, and I was uh, there for every home game and uh, uh, cheering along with the band. So he was probably thinking, who is this crazy guy that's uh, dancing and clapping and make a lot of noise? So uh, he just struck up conversation and uh, friendship uh, from there over the years. So you came on the podcast last uh, April of 2019. That's correct. Uh, that was that was, I guess, just a few months after uh, 44 to 16 the in Alabama beatdown. Yeah, Northern California, and um, at uh, at that time we we shared your story, of course, and j- but just a bit of a a refresh. Um, when you were in high school, you started experiencing deteriorating vision, and then in college, it got so bad that that you you just basically couldn't function and had to drop out is that am i getting the, the nuts no, and just bolts right? a, yes sir that's correct so i i had uh corrected 2020 vision with uh, eyeglasses until i was around age 15 16 somewhere in that neighborhood uh, i was diagnosed with a retina disorder retinitis pigmentosa so from there gradually over time uh would lose uh, most of my eyesight and uh i would say that it has been stable since uh around 2011 where uh, I have light perception so I can tell you are sitting there but uh, really I see a kind of an outline or a silhouette of you sitting there so uh, not a whole lot of detail and uh, so that's that's kind of where it stands and uh, thankful it's been stable since that point so um, and thankful I didn't lose it all at once um, so people do obviously and uh, thankful that uh, I had quote unquote normal eyesight for uh, a good portion of my life, which uh, gave me a, a great benefit and uh, advantage over some of my friends who are uh, blind since birth, for example. So, mm. uh, And really helps, even though I can't see that much these days. Uh, I know what things look like, should look like, and it helps me have an image in my mind of what things do look like. So uh, thankful for that. And is it normal for it to uh, be stable as it has for the last, I guess, 11 years? That that I do not know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it could progress in the future and I could lose the light perception and the eyesight that I do have left. I'm not sure on that. And I'm not sure that the doctors could tell me either. You said light perception? Yes. Okay, so like, uh, like during the middle of the day, you, you can see... Uh, what, what what how much light can you see well i mean probably be able to tell you know if it's light or dark cloudy kind of type deal so um you know i don't just see total darkness for example mm-hmm. some people do mm-hmm. and another thing we talked about uh, back in april of, of 19 was at that time uh you your your streak of clemson football games which started in 2007 uh, was it 165 games? Now it's 200 plus, right? Yes, sir. Somewhere in that neighborhood. I. That's just amazing uh, because you're thinking. Of, I'm thinking about all the places uh, that 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 you had to go to, particularly during the playoff uh, trips. So, are you taking 
Greyhound buses? So, at times I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, both trips to Phoenix for uh, Greyhound. So, uh, sometimes Amtrak, sometimes flights, sometimes rides with other people. So, planes, trains, automobiles. However, whatever it takes, you know, however. Uh, so, uh, obviously not being able to drive uh, is kind of a hindrance, but uh, I've been so blessed that uh, so many people have helped me, uh, especially friends and people I met, strangers have become friends. I could have stories for the rest of the day to tell you about uh, strangers that I met and befriended me over the years and uh, really close with these days that uh, strangers, Clemson fans uh, that uh, I became friends with and uh, subsequently went to lots of games with, especially some of the away games. So uh, I've been very blessed that uh, things have worked out the way they have. You said you could talk all day about some of these relationships. Let's I, top of, top of your head. Let's 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 hear some about the some of the most uh, profound, I guess, uh, stories and the relationships that, that that came from them. So I was uh, living and working in Goose Creek, uh, outside of Charleston, and uh, in 2007, and really for the first time traveled by myself to an away game uh, to Maryland. I took Amtrak and. Uh, we won, and after the game, we, we I'd been uh, got in a room in the Holiday Inn in College Park. They had a shuttle, like a I guess like a twelve or fifteen passenger van, to take the people that were staying there over to the game. Something that they offered, and they said, "Okay, we're going to let you out here, and after the game, we need you to meet back up here, and we'll take you back to the hotel." So, uh, went to the game. We beat Maryland, and then after the game, I'm trying to get back to the spot where. We're supposed to meet up to get the shuttle back to the hotel, and I was I was off track a little bit. So, uh, this couple of guys came up to me and they said, were, "Were you on the shuttle?" I was like, "Yeah." They said, "Well, it's over here. Come with us." You know, and granted, my eyesight was a lot better then than it is now, but uh, you know, I don't know if that was brave or stupid to go by myself. But uh, I wanted to go, and I didn't really know anybody else that was going that I could ride with or, or go with. So. Uh, my mom really helped me try and think of, you know, any possible outcome. Like, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in this situation? Well, getting lost from the show was not something that we had uh, thought of, I guess. And uh, But these two Clemson fans, strangers, came up to me, and they said, over here. So I went with them, get back to the hotel, and uh, go in uh, the restaurant looking for a TV to watch Tennessee, South Carolina that night. They were playing in Knoxville and uh, on TV, and... Same people came up to me, so I was a little lost trying to maneuver around all the tables, trying to get to the bar to find the TV to watch the game. And they said, come sit with us. So, uh, and uh, as uh, John and, and Kyle Walter, and i uh, been friends with uh, them, Kyle, ever since. And his dad, John, they've uh, done so much to, to help me. And uh, it's been 15 years almost. So it'll be 15 years this fall since, since I met them on a you know, just random Mm. And uh, I, I know God would say it was not random. It was, it was mm-hmm. divine intervention, or it was meant to be. It was—I I know that's what he would say. So, uh, whatever your your beliefs, but uh, so that, that was definitely one example. And and Kyle and I've gotten to games all over the country together. So, uh, uh, second example would be uh, 
my friend Scott Green, uh, hip day rep, lives in Greer. Uh, I was living in Charlotte in uh, 2008, and my dad took me to the airport, going to Boston College, never been up there before, and uh, just waiting to get on a flight, and this guy comes up to me and sees my Clemson garb, I guess, and says, where are you headed? I said, I was going to Boston. He said, well, he said he was too. He said, how are you getting to the stadium? Because, you know, it's in the, it's not like it's near downtown or near airport. I mean, it's kind of out by itself, Chestnut Hill. So he said, well, when you when you get there at the Logan Airport, how are you getting to Chestnut Hill, the stadium? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, do you have a ticket to the game? I said, not yet, but I don't, I don't think that would be an issue, you know, Boston College. So he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, my nephew was supposed to go to the game with me, but he had to cancel last minute. So he said, I have a ticket. He <laughs> said, you can sit with me. Wow. And he said, uh, he said, I got a rental car lined up. So he said, here's my phone number. We looked at the flights and, you know, it was, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes difference between the flights landing. We, we weren't on the same flight. So he said, here's my phone number. He said, when you land, call me and uh, I'll come get you. And uh, we went to the game and then uh, been friends ever since. And uh, so... And then uh, the third one definitely would say uh, my, my friend Peter. Uh, I was in Boston at a Clemson Club event, and they had me get together at one of the bars. Um, and I was just sitting there by myself, and this guy sitting next to me. And he, I had my, at that time, I was using a folding cane, which now I, I do not, a straight cane. But I had my cane folded up on the bar, and he said, What's, What is that? And so I unfolded it and showed him, and I was explaining it to him. And I couldn't really see and needed help. Uh, came to help me get around, and he said, I, "I think I know you." He said, "I think I remember you." So he started talking. And he said, "Yeah." He said, "A few years ago, you you were uh, at a game in Atlanta, Georgia Tech." And he said, "I tried to help you uh, get down the stairs, get out of the stadium." And you said, "Your friend that was sitting in the other section was coming to get you." And uh, so been friends ever since with Peter and uh, they live in uh, Mount Pleasant but uh, when they come up for home games it's great to connect with them and so those would definitely be probably three three biggest examples of just random people that I met that were Clemson fans uh, Clemson alums that uh, I've become friends with that uh, have helped me get to a lot of games so uh, rides with them or bus, train. If I have to go by myself, I will. Uh, so I love Clemson football, and uh, if we were going to play in Hawaii or Alaska, I would try and make it happen. <laughs> so, I mean, where, wherever we play, uh, maybe we'll get into if we change conferences uh, in some of the pros and cons of that, but traveling to different places, if at all possible, I would, I would try and do anything in my power to, to, to go. And just the experience that I can get being in the stadium, even though I can't see it vers- uh, that well, versus sitting at home and watching on TV, which I understand why people do that. But for me personally, the experience that I get being in the stadium, it just it, it outweighs watching on TV or listening to it on radio. And um, so all whatever it takes as far as uh, effort or time or money or, or trying to plan logistically how to get somewhere for a game it's worth it i mean it's not perfect but it's it's, it's worth it. i wouldn't trade it 
Can you explain why it's so much better? Because um, when you're at home or listening on the radio, you have somebody telling you exactly what's happening, whereas at the game there's a lot more mystery, I guess you right. say. Can you explain what makes it so much better? Well, uh, not always, but a lot of the road games I will be with somebody, and they, and they can tell me some, some more of the detail that I might miss if I'm at a game by myself. Uh, but typically for the home games, especially, I'm, I'm on the hill by myself, and I'm able to follow along based on uh, Mr. Dale Gilbert, uh, best PA announcer, in my opinion. And not just because I'm biased because I'm a Clemson fan and supporter, but uh, a former student. But based on all the different stadiums I've been to, he, he is the best. Hmm. And so that definitely helps. And like I said, the marching band, I mean, based on the songs they play, I can tell, and the crowd noise, obviously. And uh, so uh, it, it was so weird being at Notre Dame in 2020 with Scott. We were sitting on a bench outside the stadium because we couldn't get in because they only allowed, I believe, roughly 10,000 students to go in the game during the pandemic. And the radio feed's delayed, and so you hear the crowd noise sitting outside the stadium, but you don't really mm. – it's a delay – uh, until you find out what's happening. And so um, it can be like that kind of for me in the stadium too or at the home games. Um, and so I might not know the details until after the game on, on some of the big plays or touchdowns or things like that. Um, but there's just there's just the excitement that you get from being in a stadium and with the crowd noise, the band, and the PA system, I'm able to follow along pretty well. So not not all the details, but uh, I know if we scored or you know can fires that kind of thing. So uh, I would know more details live as it's going on if I was just sitting at home listening to it on radio or TV. But just uh, the experience in the stadium, you can't beat it. And you don't wear a radio uh, earpiece or anything. Like that? Uh, no, but uh, I will have my phone so I can follow other scores. Around, around the league, uh, around the country, just I, I love college football more than more than anything. So, uh, but uh, typically, no, not listen to it on radio at the stadium. And the, the phone tells you the scores through uh, uh, audio, or yes, yeah. So, um, I would say uh, in the past when I could see better uh, for the computer and for the phone, there were different ways to. Uh, magnify the text or uh, I had a problem with contrast a lot so um, you know regular print on a computer screen black on white or in a book but uh, there were ways to manipulate it to, to reverse that and that really helped me for whatever reason so I would say you know roughly 2011 started having to change to where everything was because my eyesight was getting to the point where I couldn't see well enough to take advantage of those ways to Manipulate a computer screen or a phone screen. So, at that point, I had to start transitioning to using audio pretty much for everything. And so, I, I'm so thankful that uh, I live in the current times with technology the way it is. Because, yeah. I mean, 40, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, I mean, even 10 years ago, I mean, the technology is so much better now, and it continues to improve. So, uh, both for the phone and the computer. Uh, there are uh, assistive technologies um, for the computers uh, use a screen reading program called JAWS. It stands for 
uh, jobs accessible with speech. And it's not perfect, nothing is, but uh, it allows you to surf the internet, use uh, Microsoft Office products very well. Uh, most websites, um, they will be accessible. Now, some things with photos or, or captions, you know, sometimes it can be an issue. Depending on how the website's been built, that can be an issue at times. So, again, nothing perfect, but uh, the technology is so much better. And then also, with the, I have an iPhone, and the voiceover on it allows me to text you, mm -hmm. allows me to, to read my email and surf the Internet. And uh, so I'm so thankful that the, the technology uh, allows me to uh, just... <laughs> be able to do a lot of things that uh, we wouldn't have been able to do uh, in, in the past. You mentioned you've, you've been around plenty of other PA announcers. What makes a bad PA <laughs> announcer, and, and uh, can you just describe sort of some of them that drive you crazy with their inability to sort of keep up with what's going on, keep you up with what's going on? Um, I don't know that there's something that stands out, but... Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I, I don't know that I can really answer that, but it, it's kind of one of those things you, you know it when you hear it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I, I think Dell's the best PA. And some of the indoor stadiums, too, is, is really bad to kind of even to, heart, to hear the sound systems or there's so much reverberation, um, like in the Carrier Dome in Syracuse or especially at the, the Superdome in, in New Orleans. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know. I apologize. I don't know that I could answer that. But, That's okay. Uh, uh, I think Dell is the best as far as, uh, you know, giving a, a good uh, summary of what's happening on the field. Back in 2007, when you started this street, did you, at the time, did you say, I want to... I want to go to every Clemson game for the rest of my life, or did you just did it just happen sort of organically? No, I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I don't know if I could say rest of my life, but you know, just to say, well, uh, I'd only missed one game from 01 to 04 in Miami, and uh, been to a few games in 05 and some of 06, but uh, missed most of 06, and then uh, in 2007. Uh, it started going and why did you miss most of 06 um i started a job in goose creek mm -hmm. and uh the call center and just the way the schedule was set up uh didn't, didn't really have the, the opportunity to do that but uh i uh, was able to get a schedule change so uh following year was able to go and i, I don't know if i said well, the rest of my life but just um you know, as, as long as I can do it, you know, I want to. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know that would lead to this. But uh, I, I definitely set out saying, you know, I don't, I don't want to miss a game if, if I can help it. So You said back when you, in, in 07, when you were first going to, I guess, Maryland, that you and your mom sat down and you had a checklist of things that could go wrong <laughs> uh, that you had to try to avoid. What were those things that you can recall? Okay, well, that's a long time ago, so I try and do my best. But, you know, there's certain things like, okay, what happens if you uh, miss the train? Mm -hmm. You know, would be one, for example. Or, uh, you know, 
and I and we probably did discuss at some point, you know, as far as like getting lost, but uh, not necessarily with shuttles. So, um, you know, some people might say, well, you, you had some uh, spirit. I wouldn't say brave, and some people would say you're stupid for for doing something like that. But uh, you know, I, I apologize. I couldn't tell you the whole list, but just you know, we tried to think of you know what if this happens, what if that happens. So. Even now, what are some things that that uh, that, that you're thinking on, on a on a long trip? Okay, I, this can't happen, or, or if, if this happens, I'll be uh, I'll be in some trouble. Well, and uh, and some sometimes some, some of those things are out of control. I mean, what if the bus is late? What if you miss your connection because it's, it's late? That kind of thing. And I mean, you know, if you're flying, it could be the same way. If you have connection, for example, so. Um, there are certain things that, you know, I mean, just like for anyone, if they were making a trip, certain things, you know, i got to take this with me. Um, especially, like, uh, backup uh, battery charger for the iPhone. That's definitely one. And uh, take that with me into the home games, too, as well. So any any game, just make sure that uh, not, I'm not going to lose my phone. Because, so, I mean, ultimately, you know, if something unforeseen were to happen, to be able to contact people and get in touch with them and, and try to figure a way to resolve whatever the issue is. That's, that's number one. So that's, that's definitely top of the list. Yeah. I guess, like at an airport, when you're going from one gate to the other, they'll provide you assistance. They with, will. Yeah. yeah. The airlines are really good about that. What, uh, out of the two, how many, what's the number right now? You said? Uh, 205, I believe. 205. Uh, rough estimate, like a percentage, on how many of those you went to by yourself and were accompanied by mm. friends. Well, when I when I lived in Charlotte, I started taking the train for all the home games. Um, but then my friend Kyle would meet me in, in, at the train station and pick me up and spend the day with him. And, and then at the game, I would be by myself on the hill, typically. So... I'm not sure of a percentage. Um, so it, these days, as uh, it seems like, uh, which I'm very thankful for, that the uh, support circle is widened, that I uh, end up not having to, to go by myself as much. So that's, that's something that I am thankful for. But uh, if I were in a situation where I needed to go by myself to get to a game, I would certainly do it. The support circle has widened how? Um, just, just as, uh, continue to meet people through people. And mm-hmm. so, uh, just, you know, that's, that's not something I can take credit for or necessarily even something that I've, uh, put a conscious effort into. So it's something that's happened organically. Uh, tell me, I normally don't ask, uh, interview subjects about their spouses or companions, but Tara seems like a special person you have a special relationship of course tell me about her she works at Clemson here she does Uh, y'all live in Anderson yes Uh, sir tell me tell me about her how long have y'all been together so so it's been seven years that uh, we've been together and uh, we met online so for the folks out there that uh, you know I'm sure there's there's lots and that happens more and more these days so uh, another uh, in the plus column for technology correct yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, she, she's definitely helped me uh, 
as far as my football travel as well, if, if that was, uh, I guess, where you're leading with your question. But, uh, no, I'm very thankful for her in my life as uh, uh, definitely uh, someone's helping in, in so many ways. So uh, I'm very, very thankful. I'm going back. I found uh, uh, from 2018, or I guess it would have been 2019, uh, it began on January 6th, a, fund ra- a, a GoFundMe to help you help Bryson get to the national championship game, uh, which was somewhere near San Francisco. Somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I hope they never put it out there. Again. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, $1,700 was raised, uh, 31 people. I want to read a, couple, a few of them. Uh, let's see. M.B. Howell says, enjoy your trip, Bryce, and don't be bashful if the Tigers request a little punting help. And go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're responding to, you responded to all, most of them. For the big, Jeffrey Daniels said, for the biggest Tiger fan I know, have fun, Bryson, and go Tigers. Uh, go Tigers, bring us back the win. Uh, Bryson, you're the man. Hope you can make it to Cali. A Clemson friend, Sock Howell. Um, and then I think you you responded, made it to San Francisco. Thank you all again for all your kind words, donation, and support. I will keep you all updated during my trip. Go Tigers beat Bama. You went by yourself on that trip? Uh, so I, I did, but in the in the Greenville Airport, uh, some a couple of ladies uh, said, well, you know, not only would be on the same flight, and, uh, you know, they were headed toward, toward the same area so they said we're going to take the i guess the cow train and they said we'll, we'll help you get to kind of where you're going to where i could get close to where uh dared help me rent the uh, set up an airbnb for a couple of days out there and uh then from cow train take a uber or lyft whatever to to get out there so uh was going by myself and uh but uh like I said, so many people helped me, and, and it's not something I can take credit for. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I did have the goal. You know, I don't want to miss a game if possible. And uh, you know, as far as uh, your question about the the GoFundMe, that's a one-time deal. You know, it was, uh, I mean, so expensive for the flights, and mm-hmm. um, you know, not something that I wanted to do, but uh, you know, it was like. Desperate times, desperate measures. If I want to get to the game, um, let's try and list the, the, the people out there to uh, to try and help me get out there. And, and, and thankfully, uh, that was successful. So, uh, not something I plan on ever doing again, obviously, and, and not something that I really wanted to do. But uh, like I said, the flights were very expensive, and um, you know, even trying to take a bus out there or a train out there, which I had done. Previously to the two Fiesta Bowls, taking the bus out there, uh, it, was, it was going to be difficult. So, um, obviously, I'm thankful for for all those people. And like I said, uh, uh, Millette, who was a lady out me uh, on a flight uh, to to try and get closer to my destination, and forty four sixteen. And so, obviously, it's not something we'll, we'll ever forget. So, on that trip, you went from where to where to where, flight wise. 
That was direct from uh, Greenville to. Uh, oh, that's to right. That's right. They came up with. Uh, they added some unique additional flights. flights because of demand, I guess. And you had not found a place to stay at the time that you got to the airport. Well, for that one, we we had pre-planned uh, a place to stay. But I mean, there have been times, plenty of times that, uh, especially in the past, uh, where I slept in an airport <laughs> uh, or slept on the bus or train so i'm not above doing anything whatever it takes to to try and get there and uh uh, so slept in the airport in new orleans after the most recent sugar bowl to we played ohio state and uh so uh i'm not i'm not trust me i am not above sleeping anywhere i'm thankful that i have the ability to do that i know it'd be difficult for some people but uh does not bother me in the least so you've done a lot of there and backs. Yes. Like going, going day of, coming back in the wee hours of the next, the next day. If, if that was the best uh, logistical plan, then yes. Um, you, you mentioned things you'll never forget. Obviously, a lot of those things are sounds. Sure. What, what, are, what are the most memorable sounds for you at some of these games, some of these huge victories and and, and unforgettable sort of um, memories for you? Um, You know, a lot of times it just sounds like a a wave of noise, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, I mean, especially love the home games of the band and uh, the full band and not just the pet band that goes to most of the away games uh and then uh especially you know cannon firing i mean you know we scored and so um i'm not sure i apologize i'm not sure that i know how to answer that question yeah, but yeah, yeah. uh uh but yes lot, lots of sounds uh sometimes the hushness over the crowd in an away game is a good sound <laughs> uh uh People doing the uh, Clemson chants, uh, walking out of the stadiums, going down the ramps in Tallahassee, for example, something like that. Yeah. Uh, walking out of a, a, like the Peach Bowl went over LSU in 2012. Uh, everybody excited, and uh, a lot of a lot of cadence counts walking down ramps <laughs> in a lot of stadiums. <laughs> Tallahassee comes to mind. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, in the last six or seven years, a lot of. Uh, Quietness in the second half in Columbia, I guess. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, uh, <laughs> given where you went to school, Larry. But uh, you know, a lot of people say we love, we love, we love those three quarters tickets. <laughs> and uh, you know, I can't see the taillights leaving Williams Bryce, but uh, I have had a few beers dumped on me. Really, on, on, on occasion. Uh, Especially my friend uh, Derek Cook, who uh, was in Central Spirit with me at Clemson, could attest to as we were standing in the upper deck, uh, and I was probably running my mouth a little bit too much during the sixty-three <laughs> seventeen game in two thousand three. So I, I deserved it probably, and I wouldn't trade it. So that's definitely near the top of the list of uh, favorite game, even though it wasn't for a national championship or an ACC title. Um, you know, that's definitely. I don't know if I could rank them favorite game or best game, or, but you know the Miami game in 2005. I'm just thankful to be at. Uh, that was one of the few games I made that year, and 
I was on the hill with my friend who's also graduated from South Carolina, my best friend from middle school, Bruce, and uh, you, it was so loud. And the last few minutes of that game, trying to make a stop, we tied up, eventually lost in triple overtime, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the last two minutes of that game, like I was screaming at him. He's standing right next to me. Couldn't, he couldn't. It was so loud you couldn't hear anybody. So uh, that's definitely a memory as far as the level of sound. Um, uh, the games at Texas A&M, uh, especially in 2004 when I could see better and just watching their drum line and their, their band march into the stadium and watch their core cadets stand up upper deck and just wave those white towels the whole game. And um, just uh, I love traditions. I love fight songs. Dare I tell you, if I'm in a good mood, I'm. It's probably annoying to her, but uh, I'm singing a fight song around the house. So, um, you know, and not just Clemson's, but the, a lot of the different schools. And uh, so, which ones? Oh, well, te- Texas A&M. They, you know, because they're, uh, you know, as Clemson used to be a long time ago, uh, military tradition. Uh, they have great the Aggie War M. So that's can, a good can one. you can you can you go ahead and give us one? Give I don't, us your uh, rendition? Sing, to sing one? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure you want me to do that. I might break your equipment. <laughs> Tara's the singer. She is a great singer. And, and, well, if you uh, do it around the house, you can do it here. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Uh, Georgia Tech, you know, they have a lot of great songs. Um, so the Budweiser. Budweiser. Song. I love the Budweiser song. And uh, so, even when they play at Clemson, you know. And I'm sure people are like, why, why is he singing their song? Well, it's just, I, I love fight songs. I'm going to sing their song. You know? That's, that's one thing that really does make college football one of the things that just makes it so different is a lot of really cool fight songs that get stuck in your head like a, like a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> I love Auburn's uh, mm-hmm. fight song. Um, you know, they're Clemson without the lake, so I've always been a fan of theirs because of the, the ties between the two schools. Uh, Dr. Speed uh, is alum of the University of Michigan and yeah. uh, always rooted for them growing up, I guess because they weren't Ohio State. <laughs> 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 but uh, just love the colors, and they were on TV every week. And uh, so, uh, Hell to the Victors. I mean, I think that's a great song. So I know a lot of people would say Notre Dame, you know, Wake Up the Echoes, but uh, there's so many schools that have great songs, and uh, uh, you know, and just even some of the lyrics. I mean, I would sing it, but I, I'm, I'm tempted to sing it, but I don't want to break your equipment, Larry. My equipment's uh, just fine. So then it's up with the white and gold, <laughs> down with the red and black. Georgia Tech is out for a victory. We'll drop our battle axe on Georgia's hit. When we beat her, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I, you know, I forget the words sometimes, but uh, yeah, that's any, good. Any, any, any song that talks about beating Georgia, I mean, that's got to be a good song, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, my mom went to college in uh, Decatur, Agnes Scott, and she went to some games at Georgia Tech. And her dad, he, I think I got it from him just by osmosis, even though I didn't know him that well, because he loved college football. And uh, when I was a little kid, uh, he and my dad took me to my first game, Georgia Tech against Duke in Durham in 1988. And, uh, I mean, even as a little kid, you know, what do most kids watch? Probably cartoons, 
I mean, yeah, I would watch that too. But, I mean, I was watching college football. And so I, I don't know where that comes from, but that's just that's the way I've always been wired. It's what I've always loved. And, uh, you know, I grew up with uh, High Noon, Mike Hogwood, Jefferson Pilot, <laughs> ACC Game of the Week, uh, Jack Corrigan, who's now the uh, – uh, announcer for the radio KOA for uh, Colorado Rockies. He was doing play-by-play and Hogwood on the sidelines. And I wanted to be a college football announcer. I want to be next Keith Jackson. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> or Brent Musburger. You're looking live. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and uh, I know uh, how much you, you probably appreciate that yeah. uh, with your journalism background. Yeah. So. If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as ITTE members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-350. Zero seven. I, uh, I'm sure some folks listening to this are like get about to strangle me right now because I haven't followed up on something you said earlier, and that was uh, you weren't able to get into the Notre Dame game. You weren't correct. able to get in, I think, to the Wake Forest game, I believe, in That's the 20, uh, 2020 season. Can you describe uh, those those trips? I guess those are the only two that you didn't you weren't able to get into. And Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech. But and you then were Florida there. State. And then Florida, yeah, <laughs> Florida State, yeah. So uh, Wake Forest uh, contacted uh, their athletic department, I guess the ticket folks. And first of all, I'm just thankful that we had a season, for starters. Yeah. And then uh, I'm so thankful to the administration at Clemson that made it possible for there to be nine, or roughly 19,000 people in the stands. Yeah. Because uh, the majority of the schools, even the ones that did play, uh, the majority of them did not have any fans. Yeah. My uncle is a North Carolina graduate, and state of North Carolina, they didn't allow any fans for games. So he went the whole season, Chapel Hill, not being able to go to the game. And I, I can't imagine that. I mean, what choice would we have had if that's what had been decided? But uh, so, first of all, I mean, the home games we were, we were able to get into, and uh, wasn't on the hill for those because they had the band and cheerleaders there. So, uh, Sat, uh, I guess, in a disabled seating. The, the all the event staff uh, 
a third-party company they use. They were very kind to me and said, well, get your phone chair and you can just sit down behind the, uh, the kind of behind the hill and off to the side. So still able to hear the band and uh, Mr. Gilbert was still doing the PA. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the voice of Tiger Band, Mr. Tim Willis. Uh, the nice man came up to me after the uh, national title game in, in San Francisco and uh, just the nicest guy and uh, helps describe what the band is doing and just it wouldn't be the same without him uh, especially the pregame stuff uh, you know with the band on the field so uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him and I'm thankful for what he does as well but uh, so the home games 2020 thankfully it was we were able to get in for those and then the road trips uh, Georgia Tech, it was not an issue getting there, but uh, some of the others that would contact Wake Forest and they said, you know, we're not going to let anybody in. But uh, Scott, like I said, I rode with him and another uh, friend, uh, Kevin Selman, and uh, we went up to Wake. And, you know, the baseball stadium kind of butts up to their football stadium, and we'd ask some of the security people, and obviously there's hardly anybody there. It's just basically the players and coaches. I think one reporter said there was like 50 family members of the Wake players, maybe. So, you know, we asked some of the security people, explained the situation, and uh, we ended up uh, going over, and I, and I apologize if I don't have all the details correctly. I asked Kevin or Scott, they had better details, since obviously, you know, my site is, is limited. But we ended up kind of climbing over uh, one of the areas to get toward the baseball stadium. And... Uh, we got to see about the first series of the game. I think Clemson punted and, uh, after receiving the opening kickoff. And then they ran us off. So we listened to the rest of the game on the radio on the way back to the upstate. And, uh, and then uh, Notre Dame rode with Scott. Like I said, we listened to the game on our phones, on the radio feed. And that was weird, like I said, because uh, you hear cheering going on inside the stadium, then you're like, what happened? And so... Uh, wait for the, uh, like I said, radio feeds delayed a little bit and then find out what happened. Um, Florida State, uh, my girlfriend and I were walking out of the hotel room in Tallahassee at like 9 a.m. in the morning to go get the shuttle to get to the stadium. And my dad texted me or called me and said the game was off. I didn't believe him. I was like, he's just pulling my leg. There's no way. There's no way that this three hours before the game that they would cancel it. Sure enough, they, they did. I was trying to go online on my phone or turn on ESPN in the room and try and find out what happened. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. We drove all the way down here. You know, but uh, that's how it was. And Virginia Tech, uh, this is how wonderful Tara is. She, because, I mean, she was some concern, which I guess was legitimate, you know, like, you know, riding buses and trains, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to be careful as far as, you know, obviously you don't want to catch COVID, so uh, if you go with people you know, I guess that might be safer. But uh, she said, I will drive you to Blacksburg. And it ended up playing the first week of December. It was cold. Uh, and so uh, we ended up walking around. There's obviously hardly anybody there. And uh, it's like a ghost town for Lane Stadium. And uh Obviously, they care about football there. I mean, in normal times, I mean, be slam-packed. So, uh, ended up uh, talking to this guy, 
and Brad Loftus. Uh, just want to thank him. He's always in, uh, met him at Wake Forest and uh, earlier in the year in 2020. And he lives in Greensboro, Clemson grad. He's now been over to th- uh, he's now been to over 300 consecutive games. So wow. uh, in a row. So uh, we met up, we'd run into him in Wake Forest till they, they ran everybody off. But uh, he and and Tara. Uh, we watched the game off the jumbotron across the state from the stadium outside in, in, in Blacksburg, and so uh, Brad and uh, would describe to me what was going on in the game based on what he could see off the jumbotron. And so with Tara, so that's how we watched the Virginia Tech game, and uh, so um, ACC championship game. Uh, my friend Madison somehow finagled a way to, to get me a ticket to, to get in there. I think they had five thousand people, and then. Uh, Ended up buying a ticket for off a third party uh, site, ticket broker site for the for the Sugar Bowl. So, 2020 was crazy, and obviously we hope we never go through anything like that ever again. But uh, I look forward to football so much throughout the year and and throughout the week, and uh, maybe too much some people would say, and because uh, you know it's a, definitely an obsession of mine. But uh, when you love something whatever it is, and, uh, you know, I- I'm thankful that uh, we still have football in 2020 because yeah. we easily could not have had it. Mm-hmm. So as in your mind, as you're traveling to – you made the decision to travel to Virginia Tech, to Wake Forest and Notre Dame, are you – you're thinking, I've got to – I'm going to go and I'm probably not going to get in, but I'm just going to be there so it can count toward my – Streak. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's probably a piece of it, but uh, man, I, you know, even if you and I weren't talking about, it, I mean, I just it, it it gives me something to look forward to, and yeah. it's kind of uh, a routine for football season, and uh, I still had a great time hanging out with my friends in the car, listening to the football games on the way back from Way Forest. And also, we went to Lexington barbecue, and so, <laughs> so, so you know that's almost required anytime you you uh, get near the Triad in Greensboro, right? So, no doubt. For for those who are familiar with that uh, restaurant, it's uh, I grew up in Florence, and, and in Florence, it's more vinegar-based barbecue, and the Eastern North Carolina style, and in Lexington, it's definitely probably uh, it's, it's near the top, I would think, for anybody who's into vinegar barbecue. Last season was obviously a jolt um, for everybody around Clemson. Even though they finished with ten wins, it was still uh, it was still a bit of a of a shock for everybody to see them struggling the way they did. Do you think what what is your uh, confidence level uh, that they're going to be back where they were as far as near the top of the mountain? Uh, you know, uh, getting back to the playoff, competing for national championships again. Well, first of all, I think it just shows how spoiled we are. Yeah. I mean, if you told me in 1998, when we have to go 3-8 and, and make a coaching change, that uh, you know, 20 years later we go 15-0. Well, first of all, I would say, why are we playing 15 games? <laughs> and I think this is part of the problem with the playoff, and I think it'll get even worse, just my personal opinion, with it, is it eventually probably gets expanded. Uh, and we could talk realignment if you'd like. I think yeah. it's interesting. But – uh, so much focus on the playoff and the be-all and end-all is, is the playoff. And and based on where Clemson football is now, I mean, I think it's most years probably a reasonable expectation 
to try and win the ACC, make the playoff. But last year was a really good year. Uh, despite some of the struggles on offense, people probably would say, or, you know, like you said, you win 10 games. You win your bowl game. You know, the worst season, quote-unquote, worst season that you had in almost 10 years, you beat your rival 30 to nothing. Most schools would take that. Yeah. But I would imagine a large portion of the fan base is disappointed with that. And sure, I mean, you want to win every game. I mean, that's just competition. But uh, that was still a really good year. And so uh, I think it was just a blip, you know. Had a lot of injuries, not as an excuse, but just fact. Uh, just uh, not cohesive on the offensive side of the ball, I think. But, I mean, as far as this upcoming year goes, you know, what would a reasonable expectation be? Probably no no more than one loss. I mean, at Notre Dame could be a tough game. Uh, NC State, but we get them at home, and we kind of owned them at home, so – I can't really foresee a loss in, in Death Valley. And uh, Wake, Wake could be tough because, you know, they're going to score some points, but their defense was really bad last year. So uh, we'll have the best defensive line in the country, I think. I don't, I don't think that's uh, much of a going out on much of a limb to say that. Probably the best defense. I mean, I, obviously Alabama's linebackers are just, you know, amazing. You know, Will Anderson Jr., Turner, Dallas Turner. I mean, they're, you know. So they have great linebackers, but uh, I don't think anybody holds a candle to the defensive line we have. So defense is going to be great, and they'll keep us in every game, just like they did last year. And uh, obviously everybody's interested to see, uh, has DJ improved? If not, uh, is uh, Club Nick ready? So, you know, I mean, quarterback obviously is the most important position on the field. But uh, offensive line improved a lot last year, I think. Running backs were young, improved a lot, I think. Uh, so, well, the receivers, you know, consistent play for the receivers. Those kind of talking points. I listen to a lot of national podcasts <laughs> and uh, read a lot of articles online, and those are kind of the talking points. So, uh, I don't know what your opinion is. If those talking points are fair. Uh, oh, yeah. How accurate they are. I, I think most people would say probably pretty accurate, yeah. pretty fair. Um, so, you know, most years you would take last year, 10 and 3. I mean, you win your bowl game, you beat your rival, you're in the running for the conference title. Um, but now that's not good enough for a lot of people. And that's a shame. What, five years from now, what conference is Clemson in? Five years, I, I don't. It might be a little bit more of a crapshoot to say definitively, but uh, ten years, fifteen years, uh, I think we would be in the SEC. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope. Um, and in uh, all the conference realignment uh, talk, the expansion, you know, in some ways it's interesting. Uh, I, w- I personally, as a fan, I wouldn't be opposed to. Staying in the ACC, if that was possible, um, you know, I really like what they did with uh, the new schedule arrangement that they released a couple of weeks ago, where we had uh, less trips to Boston and Syracuse, more trips to North Carolina and Virginia. Uh, as a fan, 
that would be better. And what's the point of being in a conference with teams if you only play them once every six or seven years? So I was excited about the, the new uh, schedule arrangement that uh, they released. And then, what, less than a week later, USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten. So uh, I don't think Notre Dame will ever join the ACC. I don't think they want to join a conference, period, but if they were forced to, I think they would join the Big Ten. If they got boxed in to where, especially with USC going and they have traditional rivalries with Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, what if Stanford joined? What if the Big Ten told them, hey, well, we'll bring Stanford and then you can play Navy out of conference, you still have another couple of games, you can move around the country, have a national schedule so they can keep that. And, oh, by the way, they'll make an extra, what, 60, 70, 80 million dollars a year. They might, you know, eventually I think it's going to two super conferences. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody talks about the money, and then that's legitimate. And that's one of the main reasons this is happening. But that's not as much an issue, apparently, for Notre Dame. But what if they lost access to a playoff that the SEC and Big Ten created? And so uh, for Clemson, it's not only financial, it's we want to be, I think, you know, and I'm only a fan, so what do I know? But, uh, I mean, I think we want to be big-time football. And we're not a member of the AAU, the Association of American Universities. So every member of the Big Ten is. Nebraska's not currently, but they were when they joined and then they got kicked out. And uh, USC and UCLA are. Notre Dame's not, but the Big Ten would make an exception for them. They gave them an invite in 1999. The Irish turned it down. I guess they felt at the time they didn't didn't need to. But what can the ACC realistically do to increase revenue? I mean, there's some talk that they might give Clemson a bigger share. How did that work out for trying to appease Texas in the Big 12? Yep. And they're going to give Texas a bigger share, or they let them create their own network. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily what's best for the sport in the long term. Because say you're a fan of Wake Forest, and you're probably going to get left out of Super Leagues down the road. Maybe it's 20 years. I mean, what if the players are directly paid by the employees? Uh, excuse me, uh, directly paid by the universities, their mm-hmm. employees. And you have this Super League, you expand the playoff, and there's really only two conferences. I mean, that's kind of the model people are talking about where it basically be NFL-lite. Mm-hmm. And do people really want that? I mean, it might be in Clemson's best interest financially and to have access to the playoff to go to another league. But, you know, conferences were set up based on regions, and that's obviously going away. So, uh, you know, people have been giving all kinds of examples. You know, the, the USC baseball team is going to fly across country to play Michigan in the middle of the week. You know, how's that going to work? So if they could uh, break away from the NCAA and uh, maybe just uh, do football only and then keep the leagues together for all the other sports, maybe that would be a good thing. And uh, so I don't know in five years. Maybe we'll still be in the ACC in five years. Mm -hmm. Depends on the rumors that you read, what you believe. But uh, I don't know that long-term is a viable solution based on the amount of money and what happens with the expanded playoff and if we have access to it or not. You mentioned you went and spoke to the Tiger Marching Band last September on a request of uh, Dr. Mark Speed. What, did you, what was your message to the, to the band that day? 
Uh, well, like I said, just really number one to thank them because uh, since I can't see that well these days, through uh, that makes it easier for me to follow along. And like we discussed, you know, uh, there are big differences. There are certain differences between you know that I think college football fans enjoy about this sport. Things that the NFL does not have for the large part, and marching bands is definitely one of those things. And it wouldn't be the same without a band, to me. I mean, it would, you know. I mean, it still be college football, but the mascots and the bands and the cheerleaders, that's what part makes that's part of what makes it so great. And I think that's part of uh, the charm of it. And I hope we never lose that. And so just to thank them, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, they obviously don't get uh, the attention or the credit that they deserve and the amount of time and effort that they put in. So uh, just really to thank them uh, to make it easier for me personally to follow the game and uh, just thankful for the, the part that they play in uh, the event that is a Clemson football game. Yeah, Mark Speed, I'm reading an article <clears throat> from the Tiger, the student newspaper, and he said he noticed you uh, at some point. I'm trying to trying to find the... Oh, Speed shared with the band that he first met Carter several years ago after... And this, this article obviously is from last fall. Several years ago after noticing his cane and that Carter never missed a beat <laughs> along with what the Tiger Band was playing in the stands. That's pretty cool. So I guess he came up to you one day. Yeah, he did. After a game. He did. Uh, Bryson, is there anything we haven't covered that, that you wanna that you wanna share? Any anything I'm missing? Well, uh, along with uh, plugging your upcoming uh, <laughs> uh, coat band, I you wanted to, to plug a couple of events I'm going to be attending that uh, I hope uh, others would uh, consider attending as well. On uh, July 26, the Anderson Area Clemson Club is going to ha- have their Solid Arms Clemson kickoff event for the upcoming year. And Wes Goodwin, the co-defense oh, coordinator, yeah. he is going to be a guest speaker. Excellent. So uh, tickets are 30 bucks. Uh, they'll have a catered dinner and they have a silent auction. All the money that's raised goes to uh, help fund a scholarship for Anderson County student that uh, goes to Clemson. So scholarship for them. So it's a great cause. And looking forward to hearing Wes speak. Uh, last year, Taj Boyd was the guest speaker at that event. So it's great to listen to Taj. So looking forward to Wes. And then uh, also uh, the Anderson Area uh, Touchdown Club. Uh, they meet every Friday at noon. The first meeting will be August 26th. The, at that first meeting, all eight of the Anderson County High School football coaches, head coaches, will speak. And... Uh, every Friday at noon so you can go on uh, Facebook to, to learn more about uh, both of those events for the Anderson Area Clemson Club and also the Touchdown Club and uh, I really uh, appreciate to my friends to help get me involved in, in those those groups uh, and uh, so I hope people will check those events out and uh, try to come and attend and, and you and I met at a Clemson event in Anderson uh, we did. at a what restaurant was that? Um, was it Carson's or Tucker's? 
I think it was, it was I think it was Tucker's. Uh, yeah. I forgot. But yeah. yeah, that was when that was when you and I first met. That was back summer of eighteen, I wanna say. Yeah, I believe so. And you were uh you were signing books. Yep. So Yep. Any uh you know, are you gonna write another one? Any plans? No, to I don't believe one? so. I, I, this podcast is my sort of my extracurricular activity and I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it more than more than writing books. Yeah. <laughs> and I I enjoy listening to it, as you know. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Do a great job with it. And uh, I appreciate you asking me to uh, to come on and discuss it. You know I love talking football, and uh, I look forward to doing it again maybe in the future. So. Yeah, man. Anytime. Lo- yeah, love your story, love your spirit, uh, and, of course, love your company. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to keep in better touch, and, and we'll, hopefully we'll we'll see you at the Brooks Center on Wednesday. And we can, I'm looking we can, forward we can, to we can, that. Yeah. Um, so... Bryson Carter, uh, really appreciate your time and your participation in the podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Larry. All right, thanks to Bryson Carter, a treasure of a man. Could have sat talking to him for hours more. Appreciate his time, of course. Also appreciate the support of our very loyal sponsors for helping make this happen. And, of course, thanks to all of you for hitting play every week. Everybody have a great weekend. Cheers.